This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur news laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. Welcome to the 460th episode of NL Hafta. We're recording this on the 23rd of November, Thursday at 3:20 p.m. in the afternoon from a studio in Delhi. Uh and Delhi is just as polluted as it was a few days ago. In fact, in the last month there have been 17 days where you cannot grab four whatever grab three or four restriction in place you can't construct you can't drive diesel vehicles etc so um, yeah that that's where we are hope and someone just sent me a photograph from arunachal a friend of mine where the aqi is 1414 oh inside your house it is uh, 300 plus yeah such is life in delhi it is hard enough for all sorts of other reasons the air just adds to the hardship in fact uh, i believe uh, posting to delhi by some foreign entities and countries a hardship allowance you get because the pollution that you are subjecting your and your family's lungs to now let me introduce the panel today um we have in the studio our editor in chief raman kripal hello our in house legal expert uh, justice uh, anand vardhan <laughs> <laughs> okay. Exams are over. Huh? Exams are no, uh, over for now. Uh, joining us from Jaipur is Tabina Anjum. Hi, Tabina. Hi, Abhinandan. Hi, everyone. Hello. Uh, let me introduce our audience to Tabina, who's a senior journalist. She has over a decade and a half of experience in print and multimedia journalism. She reports from Rajasthan on politics, gender, human rights, migrant rights, and issues impacting marginalized communities. In fact she's working on a book on Rajasthan politics which will be published by Pan Macmillan it will be out next year In fact I'll probably be asking you some provocative questions that you don't have to answer but but I have some rather uh unkind and rude views of the royalty of Rajasthan but since it permits everything Uh, specifically i remember uh, there's a f- film called uh, gulal have you seen it yes i have now uh, i have such geniuses who are from you know the minor royalty like the fifth son of the eighth concubines seventh nephew of the king of sampur or the other uh, who have inherited some haveli so since many of them have never done a honest day's work in their life and they've inherited all their chance into hotels and when my father and they have british accents for some reason you know my my, my great grandfather when he was talking to the viceroy to one of those types so when he watched gulal he actually thought gulal showed the rajputs in a very good light like the satire went over his head <laughs> i don't think he realized anurag kashyap was taking the piss have you met any <laughs> such people in your travels to rajasthan you don't have to answer that <laughs> so many so many stories we can do a separate show for that i mean so so many and then राजस्थानीस Uh, the news minute and news laundry election fund is still just about 50% there i must admit i'm a little disappointed i thought when news laundry and news minute come together this fund will get topped up within a month it has been a month and we are just halfway there so if you've already contributed thank you so much we are grateful that you support journalism and you haven't left it to the advertisements of mr modi or mr yogi 
or Mr. Kejriwal or Mr. Bhagwant Man, who these days is a prime advertiser, I've noticed, uh, or BRS, uh, Mr. Uh, why is the name? Chandrasekhar Rao. Chandrasekhar Rao. Who, who's full page ads. BRS, uh, so we hope you can top it up. Uh, so those of you who've contributed, thank you. Those of you who haven't, do consider it. And those of you who can't afford it, but have uh, friends, relatives, or uh, rich parents, uh, just, you know, take their phone, enter the credit card details and support journalism because uh, their life is, you know, 50-60% over. So they don't really give a shit about what you inherit. But if you're young and you inherit a shitty democracy, then you're fucked. So I hope for self-preservation, you will convince your parents to step up. Uh, you can go to newsroom.com slash election fund to contribute. You can go to the News Minute website or you can just click on the link below. But do contribute. On that note, let's get to the crux of what is occupying headlines at least today while you guys are listening to the podcast, which is the Rajasthan election. Uh, the incumbent is uh, Mr. Gehlot. He had an adversary inside the party which was Sachin Pilot. But it seems all is hunky-dory. Or is it? Tabina will tell us. Then it was 2013. You know, one could actually guess that BJP is coming. It was written on the wall. Okay, BJP is coming and Congress was reduced to 21 seats and it was a Modi wave undercurrent. And uh, later in 2018, there was an anti-incumbency against Vasundra Raja government where one could, you know, while reporting, one could make out or have a sense that, you know, uh, they would, like Raja will be voted out. But this time, the anti-incumbency tradition, you know, the perception is there in Rajasthan. But even now, when we report and we discuss with our fellow colleagues, it's really very difficult. Even when I keep hearing the discussions or I talk to people, it's very difficult to, you know, say, will this anti-incumbency trend break this time or not? Because there is a neck-to-neck, you know, competition and no visible anti-incumbency against Ashok Gehlot because of his welfare schemes. But yes, lots of resentment and anti-incumbency towards the sitting Congress MLAs. Matchup between, as uh, she was saying, between Mr. Modi and Gehlot. Now, this uh, is uh, a subtext that we saw in Karnataka election also. That uh, And it points to a larger trend within BZP of deinstitutionalization that uh, party as an institution has been replaced by the <laughs> duopoly of uh, Modi Shah. Mm. So uh, th- this, this deinstitutionalization deinstitula- is something very uh, similar to what Congress saw in 70s and a larger part of 80s that uh, Indira Gandhi and Rajiv became bigger than the party. Mm. So so the organizational structures were concentrated there. And uh, and uh, Mr. Gehlot is showing a different kind of uh, thing that uh, the party's uh, lack of capacity to, uh, say, inflict costs on his indiscipline. I mean, this is no secret. In fact, Kumi Kapoor wrote this in her column on Sunday that Amit Shah and Vasan Raj don't get on at all. So what I uh, am told by many people in Rajasthan is that she would rather see Gehlot as chief minister than an Amit Shah chief minister, which is fascinating. 
And the second bit of information that was given to me was that between her and Gehlot, they will have mutually agreed upon about a dozen or so independents who both will ensure win. And depending on who needs those 12, they will be adjusted. So these 12 are basically the, the, the muscle flex for both of them to manage inner party dynamics. I was like, genius move. See, these are the things that a simple mind like us cannot understand. But is this the pre-election gossip that goes on? Or the stuff like this actually happen? In 2018, after Congress came to power, they were they had 99 seats. They won 99 seats out of 200. So these 10 uh, out of 13 independent MLAs and 6 BSV MLAs, they supported Gello. They supported him twice while forming the government because, you know, they, it gave him an edge over Sachin Pilot. You know, he had more numbers. He, he had more MLAs. And second time when they supported him was 2020 rebellion. I mean, 2020 summers. They were again there, you know, they they supported him. So this time in the when we saw the Congress list, Congress has accommodated most of them. The six uh, MLAs from BSB who had supported then, Congress had already inducted them. And most of the independents who supported Gehlot, they are this time being fielded on Congress ticket. Now, this time in Rajasthan, we have 30, 40 rebels, like prominent rebels. We have many independent candidates, but 30, 40 are like, you know, uh, who have some venerability uh, criteria. So number, and this time, but more than Congress, we have rebels from BJP and most of them are. BJP is not afraid of, uh, you know, uh, removing these rebels. I mean, these days, if you see the past trend in other state elections, BJP is very quick enough to, uh, you know, drop, say, if there are 100 M sitting MLAs, they will get a report and they will draw 40, 40 of them. Hmm. They are very ruthless. Yeah, but, but how many but of them yes, rebel? They try to persuade them in uh, if they are contesting, you know, as independent. But if they don't, they just let them uh, do this. And as uh, Tavira says, that once they win, in case they win, so it's very easy to get them back. You know, I just want to talk briefly about this Pannu guy's alleged assassination attempt, which USA foiled and uh, clearly India hasn't had to pay a very big price. No one's created a big shindy about it. Had FT not reported this, no one would even know. Does, is there some merit in the fact that India is significant enough? We can debate whether Modi has anything to do with it or not. To not be pushed around. I think uh, democracy or not, India is a mid-power. It is not a... Of course, it is not uh, the super uh, among the big powers, but it's a mid power. It's not. But uh, I think in a decade or two, because one thing is its geopolitical positioning in South Asia as a counter to Chinese threat that Western powers have, and also the sheer size, sheer size, sheer military and uh, economic potential is obviously it, its importance was underlined uh, in the post-pandemic year. So uh, there is a sense of inevitability to it emerging as a big power because of various factors. It is irrespective of regime, which, which regime governs India. But... Uh,
And sir, do you have a position on the, I won't say the ethical argument because running a country is seldom an ethical exercise. It's about interests. You know, bumping off people who are seen as terrorists, is it a smart thing for no, India to is, do or is, is it a dumb thing to do? No, what? this is something which US had done, hmm. uh, you know, in Pakistan. And it was an overt and covert, uh, you know, action. And they owned it up. Raw our uh, intelligence, uh, you know, organization which does all the intelligence, uh, you know, abroad. <clears throat> so whatever operations they do, they do it very silently. I mean, India has, I have not seen even one such action which was attributed to India and India, you know, on, acknowledged it, owned it. So I think uh, we cannot judge, you know, all the actions that have been happening and where India, India has been accused of. I don't think we can judge, uh, you know, uh, India India is not going to own it up. For the full uncut podcast, subscribe to News Laundry and pay to keep news free. The best way to listen to the Hafta and indeed all our podcasts is through the News Laundry app. You can download the app by clicking on the links given in the show notes. So do download our app and get the best podcast experience. And also, pay for news and support a new news media ecosystem that News Laundry is trying to encourage, where we are accountable to you because we run on contributions that you make. We don't take government ads, we don't take corporations ads, so that news serves the public, because when the public pays, the public is served. Subscribe to News Laundry, click on the link in the show notes below and proudly say, I pay to keep news free.